Welcome to Postscript, World on Fire Season 2. Today we're talking about Episode 4. Hey, Matt. Hello, Fred. How are you? Good. Good here for yet another episode as we uh, have passed halfway through Season 2 of World on Fire Season 2. And Support comes from Rogers and Associates. More information about Rogers and Associates at rogers-associates.com. So I think... Very quickly, we should just address a lot of things that didn't happen this episode. (laughs) That Um, list might be longer than the list of things that did happen. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like a marked change like in the pacing of of the series or what, but I mean, there's not that just constant uh, revolving around uh, multiple stories and then sometimes struggling to keep up with it. But we didn't see Lois at all. No Lois at all. We didn't see, and I can't remember his name, Henriette's brother. Oh, Luke. Luke. We're not sure where he ended up. Oh, boy. We think he got... He, yeah, he jumped out a window. And we then, think he got out, but we yeah, we never see him. And we didn't see Webster, which is interesting since we've spent a lot of time with him the past two episodes. Uh, Webster, no. Webster hasn't showed up this season oh, at I'm all. So, um, Who Albert. I'm sorry. Albert, yeah. Al- Webster. So, <laughs> Jeez. I am watching the show. I feel like I've been saying that every episode. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Now. Webster gets a mention. Um, he did. Well, the flashback. Yeah, they Henrietta him. Oh, yeah, speaks of him somewhat, yeah. somewhat fondly in a, in a way that makes me wonder if we're supposed to assume something bad happened to him. I'm not sure. Um, gets a mention. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of folks missing in action, not for terrible reasons. Uh, Lois's story seems like it's certainly not over yet, but kind of hit a path where she's away from everything she wanted to get away from. Harry's back in the front lines. Yeah, She's doing her thing in Cairo, and maybe that's okay. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. There wasn't really a whole lot for her to maybe be focused on in this episode. Yeah. There, there's a bit of a time jump again. We're into May 1941. Okay. Harry's fixed up enough that he can go back out in the desert. Yeah. Um, everything else, though, is, uh, yeah. I mean, there were about two, two and a half storylines in this episode that really caught me and the rest just seemed like it was people just, we're not supposed to worry about right yeah, now just maintenance so, yep you want to start with cassia yeah let's start? do that one because okay. there's there's a few threads to that but i was i was really intrigued in the last episode when cassia was basically given the offer of a job mm-hmm. with uh james's sort of secretive business we learn a little bit more about what that is yeah, and I, I like that too, just because I feel like this season she's just been depressed and just out of sorts and yeah. struggling. Yeah, and we theorized, um, you know, she she had that experience in Warsaw of learning a new reality, new new skills, new habits, and, and all the conditioning and emotional kind of damage that would come with that. And then you try to take that and put it into peaceful, quiet, you know, upstate, whatever, England. Kind of, yeah, removed from the day-to-day. Right. I mean, uh, people are aware of war is happening. Correct. I I shouldn't say it's not peaceful. There's bombing runs and stuff. But, yeah, she's not, you know, walking the streets with a a gun in her purse wondering where the next German's going to come from. Right. Um, And, and, you know, take some parallels to PTSD and other things that we've learned through the years that when people come out of combat situations, it's extremely difficult Mm -hmm. to re-acclimate to, uh, again, not exactly peacetime society in 1940 uh, England, but certainly not the streets of Warsaw. So, yeah, she wants, and we will learn that from her directly, she wants to fight. She wants to be more active. She very clearly in this episode wants nothing to do with baby Vera. Vera. Yeah, uh, makes Vera. that absolutely clear. This is not my problem, Robina. This yeah, is sorry, on you. Yeah. Uh... Um, so she gets a door open through James, and we learn he works either for or at least close to uh, MI5, MI5, the yeah. British Security Service, yeah, Military Intelligence Section 5. 
um, which is cool. Um, and it gives her a really neat opportunity to work in counterintelligence and to help um, sniff out folks within uh, the countryside that may be acting against British's interests. So her first assignment is to check out this Polish woman. A Polish woman, woman. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you can, I mean, I could feel the tension and the conflict for Cassia where it's like, hey, I'm meeting my first adult from Poland that's not a relative, right. not someone, and, you know, they speak the same language. Mm-hmm. At, at some point she lived in Warsaw, yeah. so they had that connection. But, um, and I think, you know, she initially pushes back after after following her a little bit, meeting with her and having tea with her, that she's just a woman, you know, just doing her own thing. What What is there to... To, to investigate and um, the gentleman from MI5 I think uh, it was interesting going back to everything you just said about Cassia where you could you felt a little bit of that the little shred of humanity left in Cassia she's like not everyone needs to be killed or what you know right. whatever and then he's like well you're gonna have to kill that <laughs> um, and and really just it's a different time this is a different phase of the war uh, and that that uh, you need to dig a little deeper. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that, but that's interesting. Yeah, she's still holding on to some little shreds of hope and faith in people, and he's like, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be clouded by, you know, your, your obviously your fondness for your homeland, having, like you said, Fred, uh, an, another human being from Warsaw that you can share memories with, stories, food, you know, all that home cooking that Irina was able to offer. Mm. But he's like, you got to see past that and just look for the truth, you know, and... Eventually, after a meeting or two with Irina, Cassia again uh, follows her, sniffs out the drop box uh, hiding underneath uh, the garden area buried in the ground. Blueprints to something. Yeah, it looked like schematics. It It was either a building. I don't think it didn't look like an airplane schematics. I didn't pause to really stare at it. But yeah, some sort of information about the factory she works at, I think, is what we're meant to conclude. Right. This wouldn't be material that just the casual countryside resident. No would good just be. reason to bury this in a metal <laughs> container like, in a garden, this? right? <laughs> so it's a no. It's you know we did memory boxes in elementary school. Right, right? fifty years later, someone opened it and oh, this is what they were doing now. So yeah, it's not a time. Ca- you know, I actually as she was digging ca- it, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's a time right. capsule. She found no. yeah, from the eighteen hundreds. Hey, look at this. No, it's uh, yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> stuff that should not have been buried there. Um, so we don't see how this resolves, but obviously Cassie is going to have a difficult decision to make. Uh, we'll see what path she goes down. Duty to her new job, duty to a potential friend. Hmm. Um, be interesting. But um, And then, of course, meanwhile, Rabina, kind of on the outside looking in, thinks that... She- you know, Cassia's trying to make a move on uh, James, <laughs> or, which is an or one way or the line. other. Yeah, but yeah, that was a uh, one of my one of my most frustrating. I get it, but one of my most frustrating moments in sort of cinema, or whatever, is when we have more information than the characters do, yes. and they make bad decisions or bad assumptions. You're like, no, dummy, you don't understand. But that's part of you know the drama of shows, right? Well, um, they, so we know they, the truth, but yeah, Robina has reason to wonder what's going on between Sir James and this young woman, and. Uh, Living right in her house. Well, and, well, and, and, living and house. obviously, there's appropriate reason to keep it quiet. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're working on something top secret, right. and Robina shouldn't know about it. Yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, she's stuck with baby Vera because <laughs> nobody else wants to take care of this hot potato. All, all the Joyce gets there. Yes, eventually, <laughs> with a pound, with uh, with yeah, uh, some additional money uh, tossed her way from Sir James. I, I like Joyce as a character. I, I think she's there to kind of remind Robina that life for everyone is not all. 
fun right. and roses as as you think, Robina. James is great too. We keep seeing these moments of diplomacy where it's just like, I'm going to solve this problem. Well, Joyce, what would help? <laughs> what would help you be more, you know, what would help persuade you to be more helpful? And she's like, money. You know what? Give me a pound. Money would be very persuasive. Well, and you know, think of it from Robina's point of view, right? I mean, she doesn't know where her son is, I mean, other than Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then meanwhile, she has Jan, she has Cassia, she has Sir James, and now and Vera, mm-hmm. and now a dog. Right. Um, so no, no birds still, but um, no birds. But it, bird it's turning in, the yeah. bird. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's turning into quite the full house. Yes, yes, it is. So I, I kind of get uh, her stress of <laughs> the world she knew two years ago. But isn't that sort of the point of the show in a way? The world True. everybody knew is right. just gone. It's very right. different now. Whatever is normal has been upended, and now there's a a new normal. Yep. And even post-war, it's a, a new normal. Right? Yeah. I mean, Once nothing, we get there. Yeah, nothing will. It's World War II for a reason. Nothing, very little will be the same right. once we come through that. So speaking of war, maybe this is a time to shift over to our friends in the desert here. Yeah. I continue to really like Rajib. Rajib is great. Yep. Still um, struggling with really racism. Yeah, uh, you know what, just a, yeah. a different... Uh, how he is addressed from a superior officer compared to Harry, and Harry takes a leadership role there in, in appropriately s- saluting him, unlike this other, yeah, uh, the other guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we get a name, and I didn't catch a rank. So in my notes, I just have him as Captain Jerk because he's he's going to be higher rank than the lieutenant. So Captain's probably somewhere around there, uh, and he's he's a jerk. And, and the the core of this, Rajib says, is look, I've been. I've been loyal to India. I've been loyal to Britain. I'm, I'm out here fighting. Um, and it, I get very little thanks in return. Right. You know, don't even little, get good cigarettes. Right, don't even get good rations. I get the yeah. junk. Um, even and, Australia's getting better. Right. right. Um, uh, yeah, he just wants a little bit of respect, a little bit of, you know, sense of thanks or, or you know, comradeship even. He just he and his men continue to get treated. We saw this in the last mm-hmm. episode, uh, treated us third, fourth-class citizens. They got treated worse than the German prisoner did at the end of episode three. Right, and it's a good relief that he came through. It looked a little shaky at the end of last episode. Yes. Um, No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, the magic of this show, people (laughs) recover very quickly. But yeah, obviously he's back on his feet. Um, So the the interesting, other interesting uh, angles on this are his men, uh, Rajib's troops and men toward, they they get frustrated with him because uh, Rajib can't win at this point. He's getting flack on both sides, but it's, you know, you go out there and you kiss their boots, basically, and we get nothing out of it, is basically what his men are saying. And, of course, he's getting junk from the, the higher-ups, too. So the scene toward the end where he holds that salute and then challenges uh, Captain Jack, or Captain Jerk, I should say, um, of, you know, sir, it is proper, it would be proper for you to salute me back. Right. But you never have. Three or four times now I've done this. And and then Harry leads by example and salutes Rajiv, and then the guy finally does. So And then his men see that. And then in a show of sort of getting that support back, they join Rajiv and whatever work they had to do to reset the minefield. So yep. He's fighting fights on all fronts, the Germans and even with his own allies, but yep. at least they're not shooting at each other. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I, the show's not meant to be easy. You know, it's showing us a lot of different angles of – Outright war, um, subtle war, you know, conflict. Um, none of this is easy to watch, but it's it's good reminders of what happens out there. Yep, yep. And the, I feel like the Australian, uh, the Aussies are there for a little uh, comic relief. It I think like so. They're yeah. Sitting there shooting seagulls and yep. 
Yeah, I didn't catch the name of the squad leader for the Australians either, but he was kind of funny in this episode. He's also kind of a cheerleader when uh, when mm-hmm. one of the British right. soldiers is just uh, about had it, yeah. shell shocked a little yeah. bit, and and yeah, he kind of jumps in like, "I'm scared too. I'm crazy, but you know, we gotta <laughs> do our thing." Uh, <laughs> so. A few other small storylines. Marga, not really a not lot happens. Yeah. We, we believe she's pregnant. Let's, um, I'm struggling with that. There was there was talk of a miscarriage. I wasn't sure if that was her or just some of the other girls. But regardless, uh, she's confined to bed rest for the the, the you know duration of the pregnancy, which will probably be months. Um, which doesn't it, seem to be in a great mental state overall. But good. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, and what do you do? I mean, they, I'm sure it's a very, as we've learned, a very controlled environment. It's not like, well, can I have a book to read or get, you know, right. put, put the TV on or something? I mean, there's nothing. Right. Um, you lay in the bed and stare at the right. ceiling, um, and uh, I, I don't. That's not going to be pleasant for her or anyone. Right. Um, and you know, she's wistfully looking out the window at the at, at her other. Um, Classmates, I'm not sure what we call this, uh, but they're girls, kind of doing frankly. their. They, they try to call them women at one point, but they, these are these all are young girls. Women, yeah, women. No, they're, they're, yeah. Um, the doctor, who I we're meant to loathe, but the doctor has a scene with her where he uh, kind of examines her, looks at both sides of her face for some reason. I'm not medically smart enough to know what he thought he was looking for, but in essence, questions her. Uh, genetic histories like are, are you sure there were no imperfections or impurities or defects in your family line she's like no my paperwork's all clear but wanted to accuse her of any reason for this miscarriage which can happen especially in the 40s for probably all kinds of reasons yeah um but I, again i you go back to what i said i think about two or three episodes ago i mean this is so such heavy topics yeah. for someone of this age to even be dealing with how is she supposed to know how is she supposed to be responsible no they're not yeah it, it again it we're not supposed to like that yeah the uh the 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 storylines in germany so the rosslers from season mm-hmm. one and now Mario continued to be for me the most stressful and engaging to watch because you you feel for everybody involved right any level of pushback yeah. and that's it and yeah. it's, i mean you know yeah um, it's friends teachers whoever right, right. rosslers um you know the neighbors ugh. the co-workers the factory worker. yeah it's it's the it's what blind loyalty can do to you and then what you apparently can do to other people when you're when you're in that state it's just, we see so many really powerful examples of that um, Henrietta and David, we talked a little bit about, wasn't a whole lot here. We actually kind of wondered at the end of last episode if they'd find each other. They, they did. did. Yeah. Um, then you have this creepy, uh, German yeah. officer really trying to impose his will on Henrietta. Um, yeah, kind of a protection racket. Well. Yeah, she does. Uh, but she knew she had to get out of there. So. Right. And, well, and I wrote down, like, I wouldn't trust this guy for anything. He's like, no, I'll no. take care of you. Nah, sure you will. <laughs> that was in exchange for favors. So. Yeah. So that was episode four. That's episode uh, four. Two to go. Seems like an awful lot of story to wrap up in two episodes. But. Yeah. Um, I've been, uh, you know this, I've not been reading ahead. There no, no spoilers. I did see at the end of this episode, there is a short teaser for episode five. Lois does show up again, yes. so we'll see her. Um, but no real strong clues about where any of this is going. Um, yeah, Cassia will have to decide what to do with Irina. Mm-hmm. We hope the men in the desert 
make it out at some point. It's still early in the in the land war, but um, hopefully Margo's okay. Yep, hopefully Margo will find some way to get out of this without being permanently scarred for the rest of her life. And Albert, not Webster. Hopefully, he's okay. <laughs> Albert and Lou. Well, Albert's still in the the prison. Uh, we may or may not see him again. Well, was he in the prison or in a hospital? Right? Because he... I think it was just the infirmary oh, of the okay, facility. Of the, okay. I don't think they. Well, I mean, that's I'd... a good question. Did they take them out of the? Pr- I don't know. But if they had to escape, no, you're probably right. No, you're probably right because all they did is jump out a window and then ran. It's like, why would they? Well, there were why would they have a? There were, yeah, but um, putting a who knows? We'll find out who's right. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Let's come next time. Find out with us. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're all wrong. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, you, lots of ways you can get in touch with us. We hope you do. Uh, email is great, postscript at WITF.org or just PS at WF.org. You'll also find us on all of the WITF social medias. Um, listen along anywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you want to watch Postscript, you certainly can. Head to the Mosaic channel on YouTube, WTF Mosaic. There you'll find all of Postscript episodes, not just World on Fire, but uh, Tom Jones, Marie Antoinette, All Creatures Great and Small, and Miss Scarlett LaDuke. Uh, in addition to all kinds of great arts, culture, lifestyle content from your friends at WITF. Um, if you're really having fun and you want to help us make more of this kind of content, please visit WTF.org slash mosaic. You'll find information there about how you can support us. Strong shout out again to Rogers and Associates for their support of this content. And uh, thanks to, as we say, viewers like you for riding along. Thank you. Also, thank you to Amy and John on the production team. They are great. They make this a good show, even better than Fred and I could. They make it a lot easier, that's for sure. Just put up with our nonsense. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye.